Hey, I'm Wyatt Welch, and you're listening to Echo Talk. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Echo Talk. I'm your host, Wyatt Welch, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. It's currently about 8.40 at night as I'm recording this, but I'm hoping I get to surprise you at another time of your day. Maybe it's in the morning. Maybe it's in the afternoon. Maybe it is night. Maybe I'm the first thing that you hear today. And if it is, I'm sorry that I went with a character voice to say hello to you. But nonetheless, hello. Of course, January will have already been over. And for me, January is always kind of the worst month because it's just followed by such hype of Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, and then all of a sudden it's January. It's just a pale blue flobby fish lying on the deck that's like begging for air. And that's how I feel about January. And that's how I have felt for most of January. I've not felt my uppity most, and I think I talked about it on the last podcast, but I'm going to be sharing with you my five tips for the pursuit of survivalness. That was kind of my play on the pursuit of happiness. I know survivalness is not a word, but kind of clever in my mind. Before we get into that though, we have to go over our pyramid for this week which is encounters with strangers. So these are my encounters that I've had with strangers. My ranking for this is a little bit confusing. So I just kind of went with like the worst encounters to the best encounter. Okay, so maybe maybe not as confusing as I thought it was. I mean, worst as in like worst for me to think about. And as I am saying that, I just thought of my actual worst one. I had written down one. I was like, oh, maybe that one, but nope. This one definitely takes the cake. So the bottom of the pyramid for my encounters with strangers that keeps me awake at this night, I will title the Let's Dance. So the way that this story starts is I was at a concert with my best friend, Callie. Shout out to Callie, because she is pregnant right now. Hello, little baby. And I think that's public news. If not, Callie, let me know and I'll remove it quickly. But Callie is pregnant. And one time we were at this concert together and I was on a date and my date brought a friend And for some reason, they were being kind of boring, no offense, but they were because it was the first concert that we were able to go to since after COVID, like the first concert back after COVID. And so I was pumped. I loved this band. It's my favorite band. I was excited just to be out in the public again. It was so exciting. So the entourage people come on. Is entourage the right word? The front entourage? The people who perform first, the opening acts. They started to come on and perform, and I'm dancing around with Callie. We're having a good old time, and my date and his friend are just sitting there. And I'm like, you guys, you're being kind of lame. Like, dance with us. And they're like, no, we're just going to sit politely and watch. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, don't go to a concert with me if you're just going to sit down in a chair, please. Thank you. Next. Anyways, that's not the point of the story. Point of the story is I start to get mad at this point because I'm dancing with Callie, and I'm like, no one, like, no one with us is dancing. Like, I came here to have fun. So what I do is during one of my favorite songs of the national parks, I turn around to the strangers behind me and I go, come on, you guys, let's dance. Just like that. Just like a, just like a cartoon character would speaking to the children out in the public TV. And their reaction was not a dance. Their reaction was a silent head shake. No. And they continued to sit down. And so Instead of just letting it go, I went, come on, come on. And do you think they danced then? Because they didn't, they still sat. So I embarrassed myself by 
yelling in the faces of two random strangers to dance, dance, come on. And they did not. So anyways, that's the bottom of my pyramid because that really does keep me up at night. Next, at the bottom of my pyramid was the Chili's Shusher. This one's kind of self-explanatory. I was having dinner with my friends after one of their shows, and so we were having a fun dinner. When this elderly couple gets up and passes our table, and she goes, shh, you ruined dinner, and then storms out. And my mouth dropped. I could not believe that this woman just did this to me because I'm a, I'd like to say I'm a pretty self-aware person. I know that me and my friends can get rowdy. Sometimes we can be loud. And there have been times when we have been out in public when a shh was warranted. I'll be fair, but this was not one of those times. We were shocked that she said that to us. And anyways, now anytime I go to Chili's, I always shush people because I want to keep the Chili's shusher in my heart forever and always. Next, one time I was at Home Depot and I was talking about this with my friend Andrew today. And I went to Home Depot looking for paintbrushes or something. And so I walk up to this lady who's an employee and I say, hey, can you tell me where the aisle that they have paintbrushes are? And she goes, yeah. And that was it. She just goes, yeah. And I can't remember if I was just impatient and I gave her zero time or I gave her an abundance of time. It's either one or the other, probably the abundance of time. And I just sat there and was like, okay, can you tell me where it is? And she goes, oh, um, aisle seven. Like she was surprised that I was going to follow up with my question. She, I felt like she was just kind of like, oh yeah, I could tell you where it is. And then when I actually asked her to tell me, she's like, oh, aisle seven. And it was wrong. She had no idea where those paintbrushes were. She lied through her teeth. And that's what Home Depot employees have done to me for the past five years. I swear, every time I go there, I'll ask an employee where something is and they tell me the wrong aisle. And it drives me insane. So I don't know if it's just they can spot me when I walk in and they're like, hmm, he's kind of fruity, so we'll lie to him. So I don't know what it is. If it's a hate crime or if it's just how Home Depot is. I don't know. Get back to me. If you work at Home Depot, are you lying to me on purpose? Because I do genuinely wonder sometimes. Next, once upon a time when I was a child, let's say seven or eight, I thought I saw a woman approaching my door who happened to look like my Aunt Jan. And you know how you normally open a door for someone and say, oh, hi, it's you. No, what seven or eight-year-old me decided to do was fling open my front door and launch into the front yard, arms spread wide as an eagle, screaming, Aunt Janet! Like I could feel my head like swaying back and forth. Like, you know, the overly excited people in cartoons, arms wide, head swaying back and forth, big smile on their face. And lo and behold, this was not Aunt Janet walking towards my doorstep. This was random stranger woman. And instead of like acknowledging it, she just kept walking, like didn't even smile, didn't say hi, didn't say like, oh no, not me. She just kept walking. And it wasn't until I realized this that I was like, oh, not her. So I casually as I could wrapped my arm around the banister of our home and just kind of swung on it and sunk down. It kind of almost looked like a pole dancing move if I wasn't a child. And that's the story of the Aunt Jan Stranger Woman. Next, this one is very simple and I just, it, it will be what it is. We were on a cruise and they were telling everyone we have to be quiet because we have to listen to instructions on a cruise, which if you didn't know, if you go on a cruise, you have to listen to instructions. Like they instruct everyone on the boat to be quiet while they talk, which doesn't bode well for many, many people. 
Anyways, during the silence of this, there's people talking, there's people laughing, and the coach or the coach, the people on the boat are saying, hey, you guys have to be quiet. And this lady just yells, we sorry, it's Shanista. And I think about that weekly because I, I don't know what it is about it that's just stuck with me, but I love it. So whenever I get in trouble, I just say, we sorry, it's Shanista. And that's how, it, that's how it is. That's how my brain works. Anyways, last one to the top of the pyramid, the best experience I've ever had with a stranger. Okay, a little backstory for you here. Prom, 2017. I was in charge of booking the group date for Olive Garden. And guess who did not book a group date for Olive Garden? Me. So when I show up to Olive Garden for the reservation that I did not plan, which I, I very well knew, I was just like, hopefully we can wing it. I get there and they're like, oh, are you the reservation of eight? And I said, yep, we are. Because apparently the reservation of eight just decided not to show up that night. And so they took us. I was like, that worked out perfect but that is not the interaction. The interaction is once we go to sit down, there was this man in the booth next to us by our table who like was started talking to us. And he's like, you guys look so good. What are you doing? We told him we're going to prom. We're just having a little prom date, whatever. We're enjoying dinner. He's like, oh my gosh, we'll have so much fun. Well, then what this man does is he is leaving to like finish his check, whatever. And he's leaving and he gets up and he's like, I just think you guys are so, so much fun. And I think you're incredible people. So I want you guys to do this. And he gave each one of the guys in our group, $100 to go spend on their girl. And we were like, oh my gosh. And he was like, just treat them very nicely because this will be a, such a fun night. And you guys are have been great people to talk to. So thank you. So yeah, that man gave us $100 to spend on our dates at Walmart. So we all took our dates to Walmart afterwards. They got to buy something like $100 worth. It was awesome. So now that's a tradition that my mom... I don't know if she started because she only did it once with my brother Austin, but that's something that we kind of we kind of like in our family is when someone goes on a date, we'll give them some money so that they can spend on their date at Walmart or something. Anyways, that is the top of my pyramid of my encounters with strangers. I'm sure there's many more encounters that I have with strangers that I can't think of off the top of my head, but if you are ever interested in hearing some of mine, please let me know. Also, I want to hear some of yours because sometimes the interactions you people have with strangers crack me up and I love it. Now, on to the topic of today, the pursuit of survivalness. The reason why I brought this up is because, like I said, January has been a wet, floppy fish begging for air on the deck. And that's not how I want to be. That's not how I normally am. Normally, I feel like I'm a fluffy bird soaring through the skies, and that's not how I have been lately. So I decided that I was going to share with you my five tips for how, when I am feeling sad, or discouraged or unmotivated, my five tips of how to recover from it. Now, in no way are these at all medically recommended, or that sounds like I'm going to have you drink poison or something. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, they may not be the healthiest things, because as I look at them on paper, some of it, a lot of it, is disassociation, which I feel like can be healthy in some ways, but not all the time. So just take these with a grain of salt. If it works for you, then great. If it gets you through the rough day, then perfect. But you cannot hold me accountable for any bad things that happen to you if you try these things. And that's that on that. My first tip. Black. <laughs> My first tip is to black out. But when you say black out, I think people's first thoughts would be with alcohol or with drugs. And that is not what I mean by that, because that is not my first thought about blackout. Blacking out to me, which I 
I don't really drink. I don't really fill my sadness with alcohol or, or not drugs or anything like that. It's not been my thing. But blacking out to me is when I go blackout, blackout, blackout. And that's when I just kind of shut my mind down and I do a mundane task. So for example, I was having to shovel snow the other day and there's been so much snow and it's been freezing. And my mind was like, this is awful. This is terrible. This is the worst. And instead of just continuing in that negative mindset, I decided to blackout, blackout, blackout. You have to say it three times like Wendy from Wizard of Oz. Otherwise it doesn't work. So you go blackout, blackout, blackout. And then your mind just kind of gets tucked away into a safe place. And by the time I'm done, the task is finished. And I didn't have to experience any of it because somehow I get blacked out in my own mind without drugs or alcohol and I'm safe. So try that next time you have a task you don't want to do. It's just blackout, blackout, blackout. And that's kind of the way you get through a lot of things. I hope that works for you. Let me know if you try these and if they work. My next tip would be to three, two, one it. Now, what I mean by this is when you have, this works especially well for me in conversations. So if I have something that I need to say to someone, so if I'm upset or if I'm feeling sad or I need to talk about something, but I'm just feeling too anxious to do it or I don't know how to bring it up, I three, two, one it. So in my mind, it's kind of like doing a cannonball into a pool. I have to mentally prepare because if I just think about, if you think about jumping into a pool, you're like, well, what if I can't swim? What if it's too deep? What if it's cold? What am I going to do? If you think about it, you're never going to jump. So what you have to do is you have to go three, two, one, and just say it. So as soon as I start my countdown with three, two, one, I'll say it. And that's kind of been my, my go-to for any tough conversations. That's a life hack there. Or if you're in bed, this is another one that's worked for me, which by that, I mean, when I wake up and I'm in bed and I don't want to get up or there's a chore that I don't want to do, I have to three, two, one it. I'll go three, two, one, and I just start doing it. I, my body takes over and again, my mind kind of like either shuts down or it goes into work mode. It's like, all right, we got this, we got this. We, and I feed it with positive coal energy. I just picture it like shoveling coal into my mind and that's how it works. Okay, that's my second tip. My third tip for how to follow the pursuit of survivalness is to write down things I love. Now, I can't take credit for this. I did see a TikTok about it and it's actually kind of helped. So what you do is if you want to start it on paper, you can do that or I just have it in my phone notes right now so I always have it with me. But you start a list of things that you love and you just constantly add to it. So things that make you happy, make you smile. So I thought I'd share with you just a couple of mine that I have. So some of the things that I love, which yes, of course, friends, family, music, but I mean, generic, right? What I'm writing down is very specific things. So that way, if I ever do need to go find a little nugget of happiness, I can do these things and it will find me happiness. So some of the things I have. Playing with sticks as swords. I will still do this at 23 years old. I will go into the forest, find a stick, and play with it as a sword. Pretend I'm in The Walking Dead. It's fun. I love it. Next, I like licking the spoon with cake batter. That's something that makes me gleeful and enjoy life. I like when a deck of cards shuffles perfectly. And no, I did not just shuffle a deck of cards. That was purely sound all made by my mouth. Next, and final one, when people use my name, I love this when people do that. Um, especially when people say things like, Merry Christmas, Wyatt. I don't know what it is, but it just feels so personalized to me and I love it. It makes me feel like the Christmas is mine, that they personally went out of their way to say my name. And that's just something really cute that I find that people do. So 
I will continue adding things to the list of things that I love. And I encourage you to start your own list because this one's actually a legitimate good hack that I do instead of disassociating or playing pretend. <laughs> Number four, this is something that I do, which I want to hear your thoughts on if this helps you. When I am feeling down in the dumps on something and I feel like there's no way out, I will, I will, I was gonna say I'll go get food, but it's always one food that I get. I will go to Costa Vida, I will order a burrito, which right now sounds like, okay, he's getting food to make himself happy. It's not just the food. It's the way that I eat the food. I will go home, I will have a Coke in hand, and I will eat that burrito like a rat. And I wish I could describe it better, but I am messy with it. I don't use napkins. I eat it purely like a savage would eat a burrito. And I will only do this in private because I would never want another person to see me do this. I did have my friend Maddie one time see me do this and I, I don't think I could ever do it again because it's not the same. I want to I want to rat eat in private, if you will. But I will get messy. I'll eat the entire burrito in one sitting. I'll have my Coke and then I'm cured. A Costa Vida burrito with grilled chicken, extra rice, no beans, hate beans, mild sauce, no lettuce, no pico, cooked twice, mm, eaten like a rat, but left feeling like a king. And that's tip number four. Number five is one that I do quite often, actually. So kind of like I said with three, two, one, three, two, one-ing it or blacking out, those are kind of disassociating. This one is more of playing pretend. And it's more... I don't know if it's necessarily changing. I guess it is changing your mindset, but not to a positive way in a way. Anyways, I'll just explain it. When I am also stuck doing a mundane task that I don't want to do, like there was one where I was having to lift boards with my dad. I hated it because it was just awful. I switched my mindset to, I am in The Walking Dead and I am building a shelter or I have to get this done for The Walking Dead, for my community, or the zombies will come and they will kill us all. So... Change your mindset, yeah. Is it more optimistic? Maybe not, because the other alternative is death from zombies. But there's something about it that just fuels my drive to to do these things. Because then after that, I'm like, okay, I could take three boards at a time. That's how that's how strong I am in this Walking Dead world. That's how I'm going to be on my zombie survival team. So yeah, that's another way that I get out of the slumps is pretending that I'm in The Walking Dead and I'll do things because it's going to benefit me in the zombie apocalypse world. But these are my unorthodox ways of being able to find my happiness. A lot of you had said like things that make you happy are listening to music, spending time with friends, or getting a good meal, which are perfect ways, don't get me wrong. These are just my five unheard of ways to beat the seasonal sadness, right? The, to find your pursuit of survivalness this will get you there. So yeah, a little bit of a shorter episode this week, but hopefully something that made you smile, made you laugh, and maybe even gave you a new trick to beat the sad. So if you try any of these out, please let me know how it works for you. If you have any unorthodox, I don't, I can't think of a better word. If you have any unconventional, maybe unconventional ways of beating your sadness or of finding ways to get through tasks, let me know. One of my dads is pretending that he's a robot. So I think that's where I got mine from. He pretends he's a robot to get things done. I pretend like I'm in The Walking Dead. Same old, same old. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. 
Make sure to check out Echo Talk on Instagram if you want to be caught up on all of the polls or questions that I ask or for a chance for one of your answers to be shared in a video. Also, if you would like to be shouted out on the podcast, make sure to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts or whatever you listen to, or share Echo Talk on your social media. And I'd be happy to give you a shout out for giving your time to me. All right, that is it for this week, and I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye.